Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Line Change, the brand new hockey betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff, and joining me in just a moment is professional NHL better. You know him in the industry as so many sports. And Thursday night is going to be a packed schedule of NHL hockey. And as always, we will start with our favorite underdog of the night. So money, I will let you go first because mine is particularly ugly and I don't want people just to turn us off right away. Sounds good. Fair enough. So for my underdog, we're going to go to Tampa Bay. We did like the Blues in a wild game on Tuesday. Uh, there was some flukiness involved there in uh, Tampa Bay uh, coming out, getting onto a 3 nothing lead there. Vasilevsky should get the start there. And um, even though six goals were scored in that game, I'm still profiling Tampa Bay as a as a under team. And of course, um, with the Vasilevsky-Bennington matchup, I'm expecting this to be a relatively low scoring game. Two evenly matched teams right now. Um, we do need to monitor the status of Steven Samkos and also uh, Perron as well. But I do like the Blues in a um, tight, relatively tight, low-scoring game. I think that there's value on the dog there. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I was on Tampa Bay in St. Louis. I was real thrilled to watch them blow that three-goal lead. And I was also thrilled to see Steven Stamkos uh, get scratched. I would not have been on him had I saw that Steven was going to have a kid and abandoned his duties uh, to me as a better. <laughs> um, my favorite underdog, uh, God, I don't really want to do it, but I'm going to. The Ottawa Senators are plus 235, taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. Ottawa, 111-1 in their last 13. Oh, and six in their last six. But the Hurricanes, not only they do for a little bit of regression on defense, their goaltending has been phenomenal, and that's kind of papering over some uh, systemic issues. They're 20th in expected goals allowed on defense, but their goaltending has been superb, especially Freddie Anderson. Uh, but they're also dealing with a COVID uh, outbreak. Their right side of their defense has been decimated. So Ottawa, please uh, just maybe keep it close, keep it respectable. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like Ottawa plus 235 here. All right, uh, let's jump down to the rest of the board. Another terrible team. The Buffalo Sabres are plus 250, taking on the Florida Panthers, who come back at minus 320. The over-under here is set at 6. This is a 7 p.m. puck drop. Uh, the Panthers have been terrific all season long. Uh, even when Joe Quenville resigned as coach, there's been really no downturn in form from them. Or And they've also dealt with some big injuries, like Barkov, Duclair's missed time. And a lot of it has to do with uh, their goaltending improving with Sergei Bobrovsky, but their process looks really good. They lead the league in uh, Corsi percentage, which is shot attempt at five on five and expected goals for they are second in expected goals for. So this is a juggernaut. Uh, do you see anything with Panthers and Sabres? I don't have much to say on this game. Uh, the only thing uh, I would point out is that um, to monitor the Florida goaltending, there is a significant disparity here between uh, Bobrovsky and Knight. Uh, so keep an eye on that. Uh, depending on who gets to start, um, watch the market if it um, if it over or under adjust based on the goalie going there. But other than that, I I don't have much to say. Yeah, <laughs> not one to queue up on ESPN Plus or whatever. This one maybe uh, Colorado Avalanche. They've just got blown out by the 
Toronto Maple Leafs. They're minus 165 on the road. They're playing on a back-to-back, traveling to Montreal. The Habs are plus 145. The over-under set in six and a half. This is 7 p.m. puck drop. The Avalanche, I bet them this morning, only to see Darcy Kemper be a late scratch and goal for them. Enter Jonas Johansson. Basically exit Jonas Johansson. Every puck that was thrown at him seemed to get in the back of the net for the Leafs who ran rough shot over Colorado. It was a deserved win, but the goaltending definitely didn't help. Uh, I, I think it's ha- Habs or nothing here, depending on the goaltending mess in Colorado. You could see their third string goalie get to start in the Bell Center. Uh, how are you playing this one? So I was uh, originally all all set to tee up uh, Johansson at getting the start here tomorrow. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's something to um, keep an eye on. The other thing too is that the Habs uh, could be getting a couple of guys back on defense and also their goaltending as well. If I would suspect Allen getting the start, but they are playing the next night as well. So I'm not sure who's going to get the start there. If Motembo goes, um, I do like the over there. Um, so keep an eye on that in the um, in the morning skate. I would... I'm inclined to go over there depending on the on the goalie matchup and who is going to be back for the Habs. Another team that had a wild game on Tuesday night, Washington are minus 210 at home against the Chicago Blackhawks, who are plus 170. The over-under set at six here, uh, another 7 p.m. puck drop. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks have been much better defensively under Derek King since he took over for Jeremy Colleton, former Islander Jeremy Colleton out of Blackie, Alberta. They are averaging 2.17 expected goals against per 60 in King's tenure. That's not league-leading numbers, nothing to write home about. They're not going to throw a parade for those kind of numbers, but they're solid, and they're much, much better than what we saw under Colleton. I also think the Capitals are a little overvalued here. Look, this is a good team. They finish a lot of chances, but their defense has been the story. I'm hoping that this is more of like a coin flip than anything because this maybe this Blackhawks improvement on defense is legitimate. Then you have a good defensive team in Washington. And, you know, I'm looking for tight margin here. I think I would go to the Blackhawks. I, I could see this number moving up, but I would need Marc-Andre Fleury to start uh, to go that way. Plus 170 right now. I'm kind of interested. If it goes up, I'm definitely going to bet Chicago as a dog. What about you? Yeah, I, I do agree with what you're saying. Uh, the last time we saw the Capitals, uh, they had squandered a 4-1 lead to the Panthers, who blitzed them in the third period. The Hawks are a step down here, but since the coaching change, they have developed into a, um, how you were saying, a under team. Um, the Caps can also profile as an under team as well in certain situations. I think that this situation would apply. I would need to see Fleury in net as well as Samsonov as well. So I think that if we get that goalie matchup, we should have some value on the under. I would be looking at a plus money under there um, in the morning once the limits increase. Yeah, I think uh, because Vitek Vanacek has played so much more than Samsonov over the years, uh, over the past season plus, uh, people have a skewed perception of the Washington goaltending situation. But Samsonov had such a higher pedigree coming in, and you saw that. Washington was willing to let Vanacek go in the expansion draft. So that's just something always keep in mind there. Uh, just the yeah, percent. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that uh, that Samsonov has taken over as a clear number one there now. So I, I, I don't think there's any, uh, I don't think there's any doubt anymore who the who, who the top guy is there. We'll move on to my New York Islanders. They're back in action yeah. after their COVID outbreak. They are minus 115 favorites, short home favorites against the San Jose Sharks, who are around even money maybe a little bit longer, depending on your sports book. The over-under is five and a half, 7.30 p.m. Puck drop at UBS Arena, where the Islanders have yet to win in the illustrious history of the building. I'm going to the Islanders here. I want to make sure that the lineups are 
Uh, it seems that Barry Trotz met with the media today and it seems like he has the players back that he needs. Anders Lee, Josh Bailey, Andy Green, Adam Pellick, most importantly. Uh, so I think as long as this lineup is close to getting all those guys back, because he said there might be one odd man out, as long as that odd man out isn't Adam Pellick, I think the Islanders have value here. I would like to see Ilya Sorokin start, but we do know Aiden Hill is starting for the San Jose Sharks, which makes me like the Islanders more. So I would bet this to minus 130, like I said, as long as Pellick is playing. And especially if Ilya Sorokin, who, like Samsonov, another young Russian goalie, who should at this point be the number one man in on Long Island, so Sorokin plus 6.36 goals saved above expected at 13 games. He's been spectacular. So as long as Sorokin and Pelik are there, I really, really like the Islanders here. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that you've uh, you've touched on all the points that um, all, all the notes I have in this game. Um, I think that um, Hill against Sorokin is a, is a significant mismatch here. Um, and I would be looking at the um, at the Islanders as well. Stay with another Metro team, the New Jersey Devils. Uh, they're plus 140 on the road. In Minnesota, the Wild are minus 160. This is a five and a half over under the 8 p.m. puck drop. But we are two guys who cannot figure out this Minnesota team. I'm probably passing on this game in total. I would lean towards Minnesota. Maybe the number comes down for whatever reason. But they are due for regression a little bit on both ends of the ice. Good regression, positive regression on defense, and negative regression on offense. But I just can't get behind New Jersey at this short of a number. So it's wild or nothing, but I'll probably stay away. Yeah, I I agree with you here. I'll be staying away from this game as well. I would say to just uh, monitor the status of uh, Zuccarello and Spurgeon. That should um, determine the uh, any line movement there. Jared Spurgeon, by the way, uh, he's not very well liked on Long Island. Islanders drafted him. He loopholed his way out of that draft pick back when they were really, really terrible uh, about a decade ago. And look at him blossom into one of the best defensemen in the league with the Wild. Uh, we'll move on. Boston, minus 120 on the road in Nashville, who are even money on uh, home ice. This is an over-under of five and a half, an 8 p.m. puck drop. Once again, Brad Marchand is... Out for the Bruins, who are also going through a little bit of a COVID thing. Their head coach tested positive. Jake DeBrusque asked for a trade a couple of days ago, but he's in the lineup because they are just short bodies and they can't call anyone up from their AHL team, which is also going through a COVID outbreak. Regardless, I, I think it's Bruins or nothing here. This Boston team, incredible defensive numbers. The goaltending has let them down. Tuka Rask is on the horizon, but he's not there yet. But I still think that they are a step above the Predators here, and I don't really mind laying the minus 120, even without Marchand and going on the road, but I wouldn't really look too much uh, higher than minus 120. And perhaps this number actually comes down a little bit, depending on the kerfuffle with the COVID news. What do you see in this one? Yeah, so we do have a slight disagreement here. Um, I do um, I do like the Preds here. Uh, the last time we saw the Bruins, uh, they suffered an unlucky loss to the Red Wings, which was uh, which was good for us as they ran into, um, into a hard Nadelkovic there. My takeaway from that game, though, was that even though the Bruins had 40-plus shots on goal, the quality of their chances were in line with what they've generated all season. Uh, Marshawn, you, you mentioned, will be out again. It's also important to uh, monitor uh, Bergeron's status. He missed, uh, he missed practice today. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. With In the event that uh, Bergeron is out, I think that um, Nashville at plus money has value there. Um, I'm assuming a Soros-Swayman matchup there. If Bergeron is playing, I do like the under. I'll be on the under regardless. And if Bergeron is out, then that under is really going to take off. And there's also going to be value on the Preds. 
yeah, definitely not going to be betting on Boston if they're missing both Marchand and Bergeron. So hopefully Patrice is playing and I can get that bet down. The Columbus Blue Jackets, they're plus 150 in Dallas against the Red Hot Stars, who are minus 175. The over-under here is set at 5.5, uh, 8.30 p.m. puck drop. The Stars are doing what we thought that they should have been doing basically from the beginning of the season. They are winning games through good defense and high-end performances from the top of their offense. Uh, Pavelski, Robertson, Hintzline has been unstoppable lately. Uh, I still think that it's a li- this number is a little bit too rich on Dallas just because they don't have enough scoring depth to get the margin needed to feel comfortable laying minus 175, especially against Columbus if they're rolling with Chris Lickens. Uh, it's likely going to be a stay away from me unless this number on Columbus really shoots up. Uh, how about you? Yeah, it's um, at this point, it's a, it's a stay away for me as well, depending on um, if Morsleykin starts. If it's, if it's Morsleykin's against uh, Jake Ottinger, I would, um, I, I would look at the, at the under there. Any combination with Corpusalo gets me on the over. Yeah, and uh, Merzlikens was chased in the last one, so it wouldn't be too surprising to see Corpy uh, get to start uh, in Dallas on Thursday night. The last game on the docket, Calgary. Minus 150 road favorites uh, in Los Angeles, who are plus 130 at home, over under five and a half. This is a 10.30 p.m. Eastern puck drop. I think that I'm staying away here, but it's pretty close for me on the Flames. I don't really trust the Kings. Like their numbers aren't that good. I know they've had a better than expected start, but that doesn't mean they've been particularly good. They're middle of the pack in most metrics I look at towards the end of the pack in the other ones. So I just, I'm not been that impressed. I know Jonathan Quick's having a bounce back season, but I think this, this Flames team has proven to be one of the better teams in the Western Conference and the league at large. Uh, so it could be something on the Flames for me. Minus 140 would be the number I need. So if the number comes down for whatever reason, I would take it. What about you? I do think that the Flames are getting a little bit overvalued uh, the last couple of games here. I, I, I am seeing some bets coming in on the against the Flames here. I don't know if the Kings are the kind of team that's going to give them um, as much trouble here, um, especially because we do expect this to be a Cal Peterson game. Um, so if it's Cal against Markstrom, I think that that I'll be staying away. If we get Markstrom against Quick, there is a possibility there that um, I would be entertaining the under. But uh, right now, the way that things are shaking out, it looks like um, I'll be passing there on a. Daryl Sutter's return to LA. Yeah, Daryl Sutter's return to LA. So you don't even need to watch the game, but you definitely want to watch the media availability before and after the game. Daryl Sutter is an absolute gem uh, to listen to. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. All right, let's wrap this show up with our favorite bet on the evening. I'll let you go first. Uh, Where are you going for your favorite pick on Thursday? So we're going to go to the Boston-Nashville game. Uh, my favorite bet of the day is going to be that under. Um, even, as I mentioned, even if Bergeron is in the lineup, um, I'm assuming Soros is going to go. I do like the under there. And if Bergeron is out, then I love the under. And for me, it's a homer pick, and I apologize for that. But I really like the Islanders here. Uh, I think they're a better team overall than San Jose. And yeah, there's a little bit of uncertainty with a team coming off a long layoff through a COVID break. But the Islanders are due for some positive regression. They're getting healthier and they have the better goaltender as long as, I mean, even if Varlamov starts, the goaltending disparity in this matchup is pretty wide. Uh, but if Sorokin is in, it's really juicy. So I like New York uh, minus 130 or better at UBS Arena at 7.30 p.m. All right. 
So another episode of Line Changes in the Books for So Money Sports. I'm Michael Lebuff. You can follow him at So Money Sports on Twitter. I'm at the Big Lebowski. Good luck with your bets on Thursday evening.